You're listening to a Big Finish production. It's cold out there, so why not let us warm up your cockles? This is the Big Finish podcast, official release date the 11th of February 2018. Q, Nick and Benji. Yes, hello indeed. K9 himself coming up in a special podcast interview. And there's a lovely 15-minute tease of The Churchill Years, Volume 2. Ian McNeese starring as the famous wartime Prime Minister of Great Britain and friend to the Doctor, Winston Churchill. Yeah, yeah. I'm Benji Clifford and I'm joined by a rather quiet Nick Briggs. He was absent from the intro to the podcast, as you can tell, but he is here, I can assure you of that, looking forlornly at me from the computer screen. Oh, Yes, Nick has a sore throat. Hello, Nick. Hello, Benji. That's how pathetic I sound. Aww. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It's, it's like the worst punishment for someone who uses their voice a lot. It's not the, to be able to. I've classic. got no power. I, <laughs> it's I like I've lost no a few power. cylinders. In my, I, had to, I did two BBC meetings yesterday and sort of muttered and grumbled my way through them. <laughs> so was it, is, it one, is it one that's got progressively worse or is it one of those ones where you wake up and it's like... Oh, oh. It comes and goes, it get, gets bad in the evening. Yet last night and the night before, I, I couldn't speak at all. Gosh. And after a night's sleep, it's sort of back again. Oh, but, no. Um, yeah. So I'm very, very close to the microphone. Well, make sure you have some uh, honey and lemon on the side. Oh, yes. Maybe a, a little uh, hint of brandy. That's always a... a Do you know, someone brandy. was suggesting to me last night whiskey. I said that would actually destroy my voice immediately. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not a whiskey drinker. So for me, that doesn't sound like a great thing. But brandy, now that is a... <laughs> That is a tipple. to rack and ruin that is. That a t- yeah, I've to- had, I've had, I feel like I've had like a vat of honey and lemon. <laughs> <laughs> what you want is, uh, you you want a, a little t- smidgen of brandy, some some actual echinacea, and yes, then yes. you 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 sort of put a little bit of it in a little cup, like a little sort of droplet. What are those yes, things called? Yes. Like a one of those things in there. A pipette. A pipette, yes. You pipette some into a glass and then you have a dribble of tap water. And that is a great remedy. Take it on the hour. You got yourself a great I'm day. I'm not getting a pipette. <laughs> It'll be gone tomorrow. I hope it's gone tomorrow. I'm directing Tom Baker tomorrow, so that's going to be interesting. God, can you imagine Tom Baker saying pipette? I've got pipette. a pipette, yes. I've got a pipette, oh. yes. Oh. Joys. Well, yeah, so in case you've still no idea of what you're listening to, we at Big Finish are the proud purveyors of the finest audio drama and audiobooks this side of the Crab Nebula. Doctor Who, Torchwood, Blake 7, loads of cult TV stuff, in fact, and so much else besides. Dracula, uh, Frankenstein, H.G. Wells, Shakespeare, and our new range of Big Finish originals. That's seven original drama series coming out between now and next August. Exciting, Nick! Oh, yes, and I'm even more excited to report that the extractor fan in my bathroom has now switched itself off. It has extracted itself from the building. It was just really annoying me that sort of incessant hum hopefully you didn't hear it listeners because of the music bed i've put under this anyway coming up in a moment the big finish news listeners emails and later 
the randomoid selectatron and a roundup of the latest releases if my voice holds out (laughs) (laughs) we'll get you there nick we'll get you there and there's also a cheeky little message from eve miles who you may know as gwen from torchwood but she's also starring in our november big finish originals horror series blind terror right then news Tip the drumming. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Coming up this week, Doctor Who, The Monthly Adventures, Ghost Walk, a really chilling tale for the Fifth Doctor, written by James Goss. There's a great guest cast too, and a couple of names in there that you might recognise from other sci-fi shows, like Stephen Greif, formerly Travis from uh, Blake Seven, and Carolyn Seymour, known for Quantum Leap, Star Trek, The Next Generation, or TNG, and of course, Survivors. Oh yeah, and she's fantastic and lovely. She was in a Third Doctor adventure I directed as well. Brilliant. Um, Here's the trailer for Ghost Walk. Spooky. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who. Ghost Walk. Now, everyone, I would ask you to be brave. We're going to venture into the catacombs, sealed underneath the city since the 17th century. When the catacombs were uncovered, this chamber was found. It had been put to sinister purpose. (laughs) We can only guess that something was worshipped down here, something evil. (laughs) Who are you? Who are you? It wants me to be afraid. It's like a hand stroking my spine. You can sense the energy on me, can't you? Because I've travelled in time. Do you by any chance believe in ghosts? Big finish. We love stories. Spooky. <laughs> Spooky. Spooky. <laughs> Not least because of your music. Oh, great fun, though. I love it so much. That was a real fun project to work on. That is, it's always nice to try different Yeah, we bigged things. that up last yeah, time. We've we we done, we done that bit. We're done. But carry on it's bigging. just like to thank my mum and my dad but, oh, <laughs> and Get all of off. you Get darlings. Off now. <laughs> Call the taxi. <laughs> Start the car. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, also out this week then, we have The Churchill Years Volume 2, which is a great box set featuring four exciting adventures for the Doctor, narrated by Ian McNeese as Winston Churchill, with a full supporting cast, including Neef McIntosh as Madame Vastra. Here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Call me Vastra. Madame Vastra. You say a friend of yours is in danger. Winston Churchill. Churchill. The Churchill Years, Volume 2. A familiar rakish figure wearing my favourite of all his suits, a striped affair in good old Tory blue. And there he was, sat at the window table in his matching plum-coloured frock coat and bow tie. There's no doubt it's a weapon, and it destroyed the mountain completely. If we could somehow possess it ourselves, 
tonight I urge you all, fight back with me. Resist the German occupation. I assume I'm talking to the Prime Minister of these islands. Your irritating lieutenant has indicated that you want to make a deal for the weapons your enemies were so strident in trying to obtain from me. In my ship, as you are well aware, there is technology more powerful and more destructive than you can possibly imagine. You can subdue your enemies. <laughs> my goodness! That direction, the rear of the column. It's happening! Winnie, they're firing! What's that? That, Mrs. Wheeler, is what we have come looking for. It's von Moltkes dropping incendiary bombs to warn us we can't escape on foot. A strange purple spark leaped from the doctor's device. Then, everything exploded. Big finish. We love stories. And we will, of course, be teasing you with the first 15 minutes of the episode entitled Young Winston at the end of this podcast. And next up, the Crowmarsh Experiment, not to be misread as the Crowman Experiment. I can do him with the sore throat. It's good, yeah, yeah. I think that's just. Oh, interlude here. What about that cat weasel clip you put up <laughs> oh, on Twitter today? Oh, so sad, so sad. So I, t- I literally sat at this table you're seeing me at now and sobbed like a child. It's, I can't it bear is, it. So I'm getting quite teary thinking about it now. It's a carrot saying goodbye to Cat Weasel. And we go on then. And then he starts. Back to... someday. Oh. Someday. Oh. I'm crying. Oh. It is it Kills is the, me. with Kills the me. the uh, the lovely harp music at the end where it's all yeah. and it's just nature and it's just like he's gone. It's really oh, it's lovely. I think it's one of all my those balmy 1970 summer afternoons you know as well i remember it's just it's a cat weasel if you've not checked it out do it's a magical journey it really is definitely thou disbelieving dregs so um uh, so next up then anyway, yes. uh, the crow marsh experiment so as you may know we're releasing the fourth doctor adventures in box sets we're also giving them a little bit of individual attention on the bigfinish.com website and on the 17th of february uh, there'll be a news item focusing on the crow marsh experiment so here's a trailer. It's all right. You're safe here. Just calm down. What is this place? What do you mean? If you could just... Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, The Fourth Doctor Adventures. The Crow Marsh Experiment. What? Where am I? You're in room C5. I... I know you. Leela, you remember Mr. Strang from the Ministry? He is familiar. (coughs) Leela? As I'm sure you'll appreciate, the Ministry of Defence has put a lot of time, effort and, above all, money into Project Sisyphus. Perhaps it will Sisyphus is your project. The final responsibility rests with you and Dr. Stewart. Is that clear? None of this is clear. You're joking me! Get me out of here! Let me go! If we stay here, we will both die! What are you, metal monster? Leela? Where are we? You 
know where we are? No, I do not. Look around you. What do you see now? Uh, white walls, a blue floor. And who am I? You are the doctor. Which doctor? Just the doctor. No, I really think you should stay. Security, she's still very dazed. I may need some help. <laughs> Remarkable. Good work, Dr. Stewart. We have a lot riding on top of us. The Prime Minister expects results. Big finish. We love stories. Where are you taking me? Dr. Holman thought it might be good for you to see a familiar face. Hiya, love. No! As you can hear, uh, a weird and wonderful story with lots of confusing strangeness and perceptual manipulation in it. And on the 17th of February, uh, as Benji mentioned, we're running um, an interview with its gifted writer, David Llewellyn. And I can tell you, that it was such a pleasure, not a please, as I wrote here, such a please, <laughs> uh, to read and direct this script. I had a really fun time in the studio. Focuses a lot on Leela, actually, and the Doctor has a kind of different role. I remember it took quite a lot of explaining to Tom. What, about, what am I doing here? <laughs> Why is my voice on the radio? Was a, a, the Doctor keeps talking to her on the radio. It's, I won't spoil it. It's a great story. David Lewin did a fantastic job. Oh, that sounds good. I can't wait to get involved and have a listen to that one. So, yeah, mm. exciting stuff from Big Finish HQ. And um, finally then, talking of Big Finish HQ and Big Finish in general, uh, since the story features Louise Jameson as Leela, uh, did we mention that Big Finish Day at the Quad in Derby on the 3rd of November this year will feature Louise as a guest. Did we mention that before in another podcast? I can't remember if we mentioned that. But anyway. I think we did mention it, but, you know, why not mention it again? And we're certainly going to mention it now. Uh, Louise will be joining Dr. Sylvester McCoy, PhD, <laughs> Two very special guests uh, uh, for uh, Big Finish Day 2018. So book now to avoid disappointment. So yes. if you go to derbyquad.co.uk forward slash events forward slash big dash finish dash day dash 2018, uh, you will be able to book yourself a ticket for what promises to be a lot of fun. Nick and I will be there along with loads of other Big Finish guests. Yes. Oh, and now also, also worth oh, mentioning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought they'd move. Also <laughs> worth mentioning. I don't know why a sore throat gives me a lisp all of a sudden. Uh, as our Big Finish Originals range again. Yes, in case you missed our roundup, um, uh, the podcast before last, I think. Oh, we're going to keep reminding you. This is a big thing for us, so we're not going to shut up about it, basically. And so let's remind you now, so that out this April, that's this year, uh, At A Girl. Really? <laughs> really? At A Girl, so that's the little known story of female pilots in World War Two, And that's created and directed by Louise Jameson. I'm so excited for this one as an aviation yeah. guy. Uh, and Freak. I love it. I love it. And so a story <laughs> like this. Not only from I wasn't historical... just calling you a freak. I was sort of saying aviation you're a, you're freak. You're a freak, Benji. You're a freak. freak. Um, free, yeah. But it's certainly exciting and it's historical. So enjoy. Here's a little clip. Is it true that we fly without any instruments at all? Afraid so. No radio either, just a compass and a map. Really? You get used to it. Though you have to be careful when you fly over the coastline. I've been shot at by our own boys more than once. <laughs> Mina, don't scare the poor girl. I'm simply being honest. They mistake you for the enemy sometimes. When they can't contact you on the radio. 
Have you flown before? A little. My husband, Jack, took me up before the war. Married to a pilot? Yes. Widowed, actually. Oh, darling, I'm so sorry. What happened? Mina? I'm sorry, Daphne. No, it's all right. He was shot down on one of the dam raids. A dam buster? Goodness. Well, keep your chin up. I'm sure the flying will help keep your mind off things. I'd better be off. Good to meet you. Don't mind her. She means well. You'll be fine. You just need a cool head and good coordination skills. Out in May, Cicero, uh, the pilot episode of which has been nominated for a prestigious Audi Award. Did mm-hmm. you see that? I did indeed, yeah. Congratulations. You don't know how or why. I mean, obviously it's brilliant, but you know what I mean? It's, um, I thought we didn't submit it. <laughs> yeah, but that's the magic. See, people love things. They're going to submit it themselves. Yeah. It's, but it's it's deserving though because it's 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 again it's history and it's a fine piece of drama, uh, and so yeah, congratulations to everybody involved. And if you don't know what it's about, it's the tale of Marcus Tullius Cicero and his brother Quintus and their fight against injustice in ancient Rome. And it was devised by Scott Hancock and written by David Llewellyn. David Llewellyn. Uh, we just talked about in the Crowmarsh uh, experiment. Yeah. Very yeah. prolific, very prolific. Uh, and um, the pilot episode is out and available now. Uh, so the series is coming, as Nick said, in May. So here's a little tease for that series. Mm. Ah. Good morning. Morning. And where is our new daughter? Still sleeping. Oh, almost fifth hour. I hope this isn't typical of her. No, we had a very long day yesterday. We were both very tired. I'm glad to hear it. Mother. Yes, Helvia. Allow them some privacy, for God's sake. All went well, though, I take it? Uh, Yes, Father, all went well. (laughs) Where's Quintus? Your guess is as good as ours. I haven't seen him since last night. I need to speak with him. Well, I'm sure he's perfectly all right. And you must have other matters to attend to, surely. I suppose. <laughs> yes, Drusus. Someone to see you, sir. Really? Today of all days? Who is it? A magistrate, sir. A magistrate? What on earth could a no, magistrate... I'll handle this. And coming out in July is, of course, Jeremiah Born in Time by Nigel Planer. It's a quirky time travel, a bit of intrigue with a stellar cast. I think a quick reminder of the trailer is in order. Coming soon, a Big Finish original drama, Jeremiah Born in Time. There's nothing intrepid about time travelling. This is Jeremiah. He appeared today out of thin air. Did he, by gosh? I seem to have flipped backwards in time, but I haven't the faintest idea how I did it. Time traveller, eh? Gotcha! Gotcha, you flappy, you degenerate. What shall we do with him, Mr. G? Where are we? Same place, different time. You have come here from the future to save me. This is all going horribly wrong. Have you gone and changed the past? I think I must have, yeah. Oh, dear. Welcome to my laboratory, where a better future is being designed. Oh, God. This is a nightmare. Young man, you have a lot of explaining to do. It's not like I've got a time machine or anything. You know, like in H.G. Wells. Big Finish. We love stories.
I'm Jeremiah Bourne. Who the hell are you? Language, please, young man. You may be dead, but that is no reason not to mind your peas and chews. And following Jeremiah in September, Shilling and Sixpence Investigate. Created by Nigel Fares and starring Celia Imrie, David Warner, Louise Jameson, Matthew Waterhouse and loads of great people on the eve of World War II. There's a crime. Here's a clip. Mm. Ah, there you are. All settled in. Good, good. Oh, dear. Oh, dear what? You can't possibly wear those. Uh, Joseph Turner, fetch the man some Wellingtons, will you? Wellingtons? We're going for a peregrination. What? So it isn't haunted, then? Of course not. And there's no such thing as the old witch of Mornington or the mighty beast of Dead Man's Bay, either. He didn't tell me about them. Folks around here, they're a superstitious bunch. And coming along in October, in time for Halloween, Blind Terror, the Gods of Frost. Here's, a, um, here's that sneaky message we mentioned earlier from series star Eve Miles. Tell Nick Briggs to give me a, to give me a call and I'm, I'm, I'll sort this out. <laughs> We want an outtakes um, bit at the end of this series yet. The listener would love it. So yes, Eve there wanting there to be outtakes on the release. Um, which uh, we never normally do outtakes. Um, but she she's very keen on it. So uh, uh, although Scott did tell me that some of them were completely unpublishable. <laughs> it's mainly... <laughs> it's mainly lots of larking around and, and chats and so uh, I think she probably said well we must put this on the release and Scott said Nick doesn't want to do that and so she's recorded this message you know that we've just heard anyway so yeah we will do that hmm. so well whilst we're on the subject let's play a spooky clip of Blind Terror a little rest mum that's what you need rest Rest is the last thing I need. While I rest, they move. They get closer. I can feel them already. Oh, can't you feel them? Surely you can. I'm afraid not. Oh, you're blind! Why can't people just open their eyes? No, not eyes. It's deeper than that. Why can't people just know? Please don't upset yourself. That's right, that clip's available um, on the website too. Um, and then we move into June... 2019, yes, for transference, a crime thriller with a difference. One of the differences is created by Big Finish senior producer David Richardson. Uh, it's written by Roland Moore, Jane Slavin, Andrew Smith. I'm seeing, am I seeing Jane tomorrow? I am, yeah. Uh, and John Dorney, who I'm probably seeing tomorrow as well. There's always a downside, isn't there? Um, no. <laughs> oh, John. Oh, we love John. We really do. We legend, really legend. love him. Man's, man's Quite a excessively, yes. Uh, no clips yet uh, from uh, Transference. Just the tease of something awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Tease of something awesome. <laughs> uh, so, likewise, no clips yet for the 2018 Big Finish original. Uh, it's the human frontier by our good friend nick the amphibious briggs and he's here with us right now how's the spaceship modeling going well i sense mockery in that question um but uh did i tell you it was all held together with sellotape at the moment it made an appearance at a convention actually because i was being interviewed on skype for an american convention and i just got the model and put it in front of the camera at one point and everyone in the room went so you've got you've got a physical model well, I haven't finished it. I've been putting bits together 
strange bits and pieces and i'm probably then going to get once i've done it i'll get someone talented and he knows who he is because he may be listening um to do a a brilliant cg version of it but uh, we'll see um, you should do the model shot the old blake seven thing where you you just zoom the camera and it looks like it's going past i think that's what they did i probably didn't do anything like that well i don't know blake seven that's the other the other key thing that mike tucker model filmer extraordinaire will tell you the key to getting uh an effective shot of a model spaceship is to have this to film it upside down so that the string comes out of the bottom because everyone looks you look Ah. for the string coming out of the top and the and so no one suspects yeah you look at a lot of old doctor who model shots and look below the model now that then because you think oh i can't see the string that's pretty good and then you notice the string coming out the bottom of it that's amazing or sideways as well if it's launching off something you know you film it that way and you just let gravity take it down so it moves really smoothly. That's brilliant, yeah. that is. That, that is really interesting. There you go, guys. You've learnt something truly yeah. and and probably ruined your Doctor Who experience now because <laughs> you're always going to see the string. <laughs> so that really is a spaceship bombshell. So it was a little bit of, that was a little bit of uh, Revenge of the Cybermen of the this spaceship that I always feel that the Cybermen in Revenge of the Cybermen, you know, that spaceship moves like a ship, doesn't it? It sort of goes like yeah. it's in waves because they're obviously filming it at high speed, so the wobbles are very slow. But you kind of want to cut to inside and the Cybermen all go. Oh, gosh, has anybody got the travel pills? Oh, getting motion sickness, leader. <laughs> The beacon is... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I have puked on the beacon. <laughs> on the bacon. My favourite thing in Revenge of the Cybermen is when they're really, really close to um, to crashing on the surface. You've got, like, yes. you've got the surface yeah, the ro- like a roller. It's so good. Yes. I, was, I love it. I love it. Yes, the sausage roll planet going oh, round and round. Oh, it's Yeah, the same bit of rock flies yeah. round 15 times like, oh, in look, each there's shot. that rocket. <laughs> <laughs> the rocket there's rocket? that mountain there it goes yeah. again yeah classic no it's uh, um, yes I, I like to think talking of the motion sickness thing you know that shot where the Cybermen come in through the airlock I'd like to sort of dub on there sort of like oh thank goodness it's a bit steadier in here Don't, <laughs> Tommy's not so dicky because at least the beacon's not moving <laughs> so whoa whoa so, that's better <laughs> yeah, yeah that's so, better yeah. oh that's better <laughs> cool, you, you, you want to try it in there? Tell you what, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't go in there for a while. <laughs> we, we haven't stopped in the garage for three hours. Cool. Yeah, getting... <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know why I brought, I bought one of those pre packed salads. Never eat them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, talking of salad, here's, here's, a, yes. here's a little, uh, little salad. salad anecdote. Is um, a Saladin? Was diving into my salad the yes. other day. Bought from, you, bought from, there's a funny image. <laughs> me jumping into a massive salad. Um, <laughs> a salad bought from Waitrose, because that's the nearest supermarket to where yeah. I live. Uh, Why not pay three times as much? Exactly. And do you know I what that it. three times <laughs> as much entailed? It entailed what? a caterpillar. Caterpillar <gasps> in there, yeah. Did you go back? Did you tell them? We did. Yeah, I went back there. Said, well, so it's fresh, isn't it? Well, it was, it was, do you know what? They were like, oh, we're so sorry and we'll give you your money back and have a gift voucher or whatever. Sorry. Really? Oh. Yeah, you know, they're very good. I'm, yeah, I'm not waitress them. is a fantastic shop. Yeah. But, but, you know, at the same time, 
Don't want to eat a caterpillar. <laughs> the, the idea of vegetarian food is uh, is is to, to not uh, have meats of any kind in them. Uh, and, and so, yeah, not that I'm a vegetarian, but I don't want to eat a caterpillar. No, no, no. Um, I don't want to eat a caterpillar. Uh, who does? Maybe yeah. hypocritical of me, because I ate a bit of a cow last night. <laughs> I say something else. I ate a bit of a cat last night. <laughs> Nick. This it was a- the first bit of meat I have had in weeks, actually. Because really? I'm not a vegetarian, but I'm a sort of near vegetarian. But I was just feeling so ill in a restaurant and I just said to Chris, the our marketing consultant, I said, you know, that, that burger on the menu is speaking to me. I'm going to have it. Oh, you got to do it. With cheese and bacon. Proper gourmet burger. Gourmet. Yeah. Yeah, gourmet. Gourmet, that's what it's about. And on that burger-based bombshell, which <laughs> if you say that three times uh, in a row... Um, it's difficult, not that I've tried. Um, it's time to move on. The news is over. That's right. So uh, as I hope you've enjoyed the news. I hope that no uh, unexpected things like caterpillars have cropped up halfway through. Ugh. Yeah. That's <laughs> just. I've got a great video of a caterpillar on my phone. <laughs> sound, like, sound like a little kid. I've got a great video of a caterpillar on my phone. Is it really good? Yeah, should I show it to you? I'll go yeah, get my yeah. phone. Hold on. Great. Oh, I have to go into another room. Can you just amuse the listeners? Certainly can. <laughs> so what do you guys think it's going to be? I mean, I'm, I'm picturing kind of a caterpillar wearing a, a hat uh, with a little cane. Um, I suppose it'd be, it could probably have several canes in its hands because they've got a lot of hands, haven't they, really? I mean, how, many, how many legs do caterpillars have, in fact? Let's have, let's have a look. How many legs do caterpillars have? And the answer to that question is uh, that they most often have 16 legs. That's 16 canes to go with the hat. So uh, there you have it, guys. That is the most important bit of information you will hear all day. The, uh, and the pathetic thing about this is that the, the listeners will never see it. Well, I've just they've just learnt some you know, learnt some educational facts while she'd been away, Nick. Uh caterpillars have sixteen legs. Uh, all caterpillars. Well, it says here on kidsbutterfly.org slash fact. Um <laughs> the best answer would be that most often they have sixteen legs. Oh right, okay, yeah. Bit yeah. bit of a cop out if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, so let's see, what's the caterpillar up to today? Well, Oh dear, it's going to take ages to find them. <laughs> it's all these people listening, thinking, oh, God. This is really dull. So what is... I'm sure I'm getting it. Oh, there's Harry Potter. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, here it is. The Caterpillar of Secrets. Now tell me if that's not brilliant. Ooh, that's rather funky, isn't it? Hey? Oh, Isn't that well, good? That is pretty brilliant, actually. Yeah. Hello, and there's my son. Oh, so he found the caterpillar. Uh, yellow spots. He's saying yellow. Uh, okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> he was going, oh, yellow spots. Uh, so a little, <laughs> bit of, little bit of commentary. Nice nice photo of it there, Benjamin. Very, oh, I like that. Very nice. Yeah. I'm just yeah. waiting on the video to hear. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> Let's squash it. <laughs> we did not squash the caterpillar. You let it live. You let it live. That's good. That's good. We left that to all the other vicious wildlife around. <laughs> it was probably, you know, picked up by a sparrow or something. You know. There's probably a butterfly now, or at least in a cocoon. Yeah, how long do butterflies live? Not very long. I think they... Nah. Some rubbish so pro- rumour. Let's face it, it was, it's dead. I, I, right, I hate to break that, that they only, that, live, that they only live for a day or something. They have a lifespan of two weeks or less. It's a posthumous recording. So, Costa Ricans, they live for about two days. Um, that... Oh, right. On average. Oh, oh, well, it's long gone, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The 3rd of July last year, oh, that well, came that's, from. That dead. That, that's long dead. That's dead. I don't think that, that's, that's been and gone. So, yes, anyway, uh, talking of been <laughs> and gone, the news is gone, and it's now time for emails. That's right, so get your email hats on, uh, because we're entering into the email zone. Uh, gamma email delta one. Uh, hashtag. That's right. Yes, it is indeed. Time now for listeners' emails. Some great emails coming up. Also, answers flooding into our competition to give away a copy of The Martian Invasion of Earth, our adaptation of H.G. Wells' The War of the Worlds. Uh, Yes, we brought back the Big Finish competition, and you're loving it! Uh, It all went very smoothly, except that we forgot to tell you the closing date. Incompetent fool (laughs) that I am! Turns out there isn't one! (laughs) You'll never get the... uh, (laughs) No, (laughs) No, it's very unfair. So apologies for that. It is uh, Nick's fault. Uh, No fault of mine, might I add. Um, (laughs) Probably is, it's probably me distracting him. No, uh, no, it was. I didn't write one down. So, uh, in, I absolve you. In the interests of fairness, uh, uh, Nick, uh, w- yes. w- we have to give you until the next podcast uh, to send in your answers. Uh, that is uh, Sunday, uh, the 18th of Feb. Uh, and don't forget to uh, make your subject line uh, Martian competition. <laughs> Uh, not to be misspelt as Martin competition, because I don't know who he is. Uh, <laughs> and please do in, include your postal address uh, for your the CD. Postal. Your postal address uh, <laughs> for the CD to be sent if you win. It's a great shape your face goes into when you do that. Voice. Oh, I, I know. Yeah, sure, I know. Sure, yeah, you have to give it yeah. the beak. You see the, the mouth. <laughs> the, the mouth beak. You know. Um, so, so yes. Uh, the question, by the way, for the competition was: Where did the Martian cylinder land in the War of the Worlds? Clue: The answer was in last week's dramaties of the Martian invasion of Earth. Answers, please, to podcast at bigfinish.com, which coincidentally is the email address for all your podcast contributions. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, I love an email or several. So first up this week, a simple question from Martin Havel. There are no plans, Martin. It's not a bad idea, though. Maybe we could look into that. Yeah, thank you. Answer there from the Briggs. Uh, and uh, of course, are we reading out all the emails this week to save poor Mr. Briggs's throat? Oh, uh, very kind. Oh, that's all right. You can just kind of patch in, you know, patch in, yes. say yes or no or yes, yes, no, 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 yes, not today. Uh, as it, you know, all talk about caterpillars incessantly. <laughs> it's part of your condition. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mr. Briggs has a complicated uh, condition. He has a sore throat and incessantly talks about the caterpillar. <laughs> You're sort of sitting in the corner going, it's got yellow spots, it's got yellow spots. Spots and goes wriggly, 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 16 feet <laughs> or near enough. His name is Wiggly Woo. <laughs> That's the worm at the bottom that of the garden. The, perhaps he was a caterpillar. You always seem like a misunderstood character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then next up then, this <laughs> we've gone mad, I love it. This email is from Nicholas Gutierrez, composer. Uh, hello to the esteemed algae water-drinking Nicholas Briggs. <laughs> the, the amphibious Nicholas Briggs. Um, and this is the, all because I told that thing about, I told us that little bit of history about how officers on the uh, HMS Victory used to drink the algae. The horrible algae water. Yeah. Siphoned through a hanky. Yeah, because it was so foul smelling. And they had to hold, literally hold their nose while they were drinking it. It's not so much that I give lots of historical facts. It's the same historical fact repeated <laughs> over and over again. Nick, we- over to you for for the historical fact. <laughs> well, on HMS Victory... <laughs> Oh, not again. The fact. <laughs> I only have one fact, and here it is. Here's Nicholas Briggs with the fact. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, then one, one... Cheese is nice. <laughs> That's a fact from the amphibious, cheese-loving Nicholas Briggs, water-based cheese researcher for the Wensleydale Trust. <clears throat> I do love a little bit of mature goat's cheese. It's quite difficult to get. I'm not Very a big goat's good. cheese Wait. man. Ah, but try the mature goat's cheese that they sell in Waitrose. Oh, well, that's down the road. Might it's like, like proper cheddar, and it's better for you because it's got smaller molecules. Oh, there we go. Well, then those molecules will be tingling There's another later, fact. I'm sure. That is worth giving. I always have extra mature cheddar. I love an extra yeah, mature cheddar. You like a bit of flavour, do you? A bit of flavour, yeah. Find that you get good variety. I did complain at the uh, the sound house because Freddie, who looks after us there, she's fantastic. And she sorts out the lunch for us. She orders it in. And I kept getting this French cheese. I'm going to sound like some arch Brexiteer. <laughs> uh, uh, and I said, can we not have French cheese? And she sort of looks at me like I'd insulted her grandmother. I said, because he doesn't taste of anything. <laughs> and it's mostly wax. It is so she always wax. makes a big point of saying, you know, plonking a big, chunk of red leicester down going is that all right for you nick thank you that's proper cheese that is proper cheese no messing british sauce cheese listeners right right in with your cheese views i can imagine there'd be a lot of cheese views my cheese view is i don't like the majority of smelly cheeses and thus christmas is a horrible minefield of cheese related fridge incidents (laughs) You don't like Stilton? No, no, no. Ah, well, I think you'll grow into it. I hated all the blue cheeses when I was young. I think blue cheese tastes like... Like you are. Blue (laughs) blue cheese tastes like perfume, I always think. Well, I wouldn't like to stand next to you when you're wearing perfume if it (laughs) smells like that. I mean, it's absolutely... You're right, it is disgusting, the smell of it. Well, it tastes like perfume, I should probably say, actually, rather than smells like... Well, I've never eaten perfume. Or indeed drunk it, even though I am amphibious and should have probably drunk my fair share of perfume. God. <laughs> Just visions of you in, like, um, in boots, going around, like, looking Swigging around. Swigging it. Oh, oh, that 
it's Be- Beyonce Fusion. <laughs> <laughs> Blur edition now. That's a nice culture there. Uh, so, yes, on to the emails or carry oh, on with yes. the emails. Um, <laughs> sorry, we do, like a, we do like a, a, a tangent, but they are fun. Yeah, well, we were very serious at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the email, the beginning of the podcast. So I think we're making up for okay. it now. <laughs> We've already done the introduction to that, haven't I? Uh, I am a. It was, it was about a year ago. Though, about a year ago, yeah. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. No, um, anyway, uh, I'm a big Finnish fan from across the pond, Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. Uh, I had always heard about Big Finnish through the years since my first exploration into Doctor Who in 2013. Mm-hmm. This initial exploration grew into a voracious passion for British television slash film. Uh, It was only recently, however, that I began listening to some of your audio dramas. It began with the Eighth Doctor's amazing adventure, Dark Eyes, and has continued on through your beautiful classics like the late Sir John Hurt's The Invisible Man. Uh, I have also even begun... I have even begun to explore old favourites such as The Avengers... Uh, I just want to say thank you to all that you do and how splendid your high-caliber productions are. I'm a music composer by trade and I must say that the music in these productions is really exceptional and an integral part in transporting listeners into your universe. I heartily agree, Nicholas. Thank you. Yeah, lovely. Very kind words there. Mm. Um... If I had a question, I suppose it would be, are we going to see the curator, brackets Tom Baker, in any adventures? That probably has tricky licenses slash continuity issues. Carry on, gents. Marvellous work. Cheers, Nicholas. P.S. I never thought about how insensitive it is to put lemons slash limes in a shared water cooler. Mm. <laughs> insensitive. <laughs> so insensitive. <laughs> you, you insensitive fool. Sir, I'm insensitive. Insensate. You are incessantly um, insensitive. <laughs> well, um, yeah, there are licensing issues. Benji was just, just choking. Choked, choked on my mint tea. <laughs> mint tea. I sort of forgot it was mint and then got a shock. <laughs> mint? Mint, you say? Mint? Um, I uh, Yes, there are licensing issues around, and we did talk to the BBC about it, and they they weren't keen on us doing it. But uh, maybe one day be nice to do, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay. There we go. Bang, bang, ding, ding. Let's continue. So here is a great one from Ian Humphreys. Dear Nick and your familiar, Benjwood. Salme, yes. <laughs> Benjwood, ah, yes. Castle Sabrak. Um, I sound drunk. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, not not on the ball with my cat weasel today, guys. I um, thought it was very good. I think you're being harsh on yourself. Oh, well, thank you, my dear friend. Thank you. I've been so inspired by your weekly prognostications on the subject of cat weasel that I had to go and buy it on DVD. Quite I, right. I can heartily say that it's one of the best children's shows going. Absolutely. This evening, I was leaving through the latest edition of Vortex... Reverb. Uh, when I came across a cast photo for the new Gallifrey series featuring, uh, picturing the actress Zalema Dean, um, did you know that she played the photographer's assistant in the episode where Cat Weasel has his photo oh. taken and is enslaved at season one, episode six? No. How oh. amazing is that? 
You could have oh. cat weasel talked with her, Nick. Oh, that's so annoying. Let me just check. Um, How amazing. Oh, I think I met her. But I didn't know about cat weasel. Oh, she's been in a lot of great things, actually. Just looking at her IMDb. What's uh, she been in? She's been in Emergency Ward 10, oh, uh, which yeah. is obviously iconic. The Avengers, Cat Weasel, um, uh, George and Mildred, Doctor in Charge, Some Mothers oh. Do Have Them, um, uh, and Mother Makes Five, which stars Carrot, Robin Davies. Uh, it stars yes. Carrot in that. Interesting. That's right. Um, uh, Play of the Week, uh, The Old Job, Crown Court, Romeo and Juliet. Uh, Cannon and Ball. Cannon and Ball. Yes, Minster. Uh, Minster. Yes, Minister. Yeah. <laughs> Not Westminster. Westminster. Yes, yeah. Minster. <laughs> I realised that when I said it. Return of Sherlock Holmes. The Jewel in the Crown. Willow, the film. Great film. Warwick Davis. Um, just going up, looking at things like... Yeah, I, I, I certainly met her. Yes. I, and she was absolutely delightful and brilliant. She's in the Queen's Nose. Amazing. She was. She is she out? Has she come out of the Queen's Nose yet? Is she still there? Still up there, I think. <laughs> there I feel we go. Sorry for the Queen. You know, what's <laughs> a And you think my husband and I have um, something up our noses? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, if only I'd spoken to her about Cat Weasel. Well, you'll have to next time you're in the studio. You've got some actors. Look up. Make sure they do. Do do your weasel research and see. Just for one day, we can have the Cat Weasel section, the podcast. Well, thank you to Ian for mentioning that. Yeah, that's thank a you, great bit of uh, information there. Uh, Ian continues there. He says, uh, apart from that, I'm just loving your work. Uh, looking forward to more Cicero. Dalme Adene, he says there. Ian Humphreys, sent from the 11th century by Carrier Toad. Yes, hi, <laughs> <I> boy. <laughs> Thou doubter, <laughs> thou disbelieving dreg. Uh, and finally then, this is from Jacob Zyper. Uh, he says later, pronounced like Viper, but with a Z. I was right. Awesome. Mm. Happy. Dear Big Finish, or more specifically, Nick with a C and Benji. Nico. With a B. Benji, <laughs> I'm Benji with a B. Uh, salutations and greetings. I'm writing to inform you that I have just finished listening to the fourth series of the Eighth Doctor Adventures, concluding with the amazing finale of uh, To the Death. Oh, yeah. A brilliant conclusion to a wonderful series. Nicholas Briggs, how could you? I'm so sad. Sorry uh, about that. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, uh I've got both the Sheridan Smith short trips and uh, the recently released The Young Lions from the short trips rarities range. Brackets, the short trips slash rarities ranges are fantastic and brilliant. And everyone listening to this should go back and check them out. Uh, I'm writing to ask if there if there are any plans at the moment to bring in Sheridan Smith for any more short trips, as I loved her performances as Lucy, and would be only too willing to hear her return to the role once more, even if just for another half hour. Um, 
Thank you for all the wonderful stories you create and the fantastic characters you introduce us to. Regards, Jacob Zyper, pronounced Viper, but with a Z. Well, with regards to Sheridan Smith, I don't think we have any more plans for her to do short trips, but we would love her to come back and do full cast drama. And uh, so stay tuned on that one. We hope to make that happen one day. Fantastic. There we go. Uh, And that is all we have time for this week so please keep them coming and uh, we'll keep reading them and answering your questions and comments so beauty of emails nick is you learn something new every week you do no matter what it is you learn it so yeah keep on sending and in the meantime i'm gonna lock the emails away in the chest of mail where it will (laughs) stay not a male's chest Uh, where it will stay out of my chest get off oi Uh, where it will stay for the next week or so. Time now for our guest star interview packed with hard facts and controversy. It's the clash of the metal beasts, canine and the Daleks. It's me and the ever-lovely John Leeson. So, John, oh, do yes. found some more light. Yes, I found. I found. Oh, you, that you'll need that. No, no, no. It's no, fine. No, you okay, sit yeah, there. I'm coming around here, John. Right. right. Okay. John Leeson, welcome to the Big Finish podcast. <laughs> oh well, thank you very much for inviting me into a very cold room to talk to you. <laughs> You're <laughs> most welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was our teeth chattering. Um, it, the first question, I have no idea. There are set questions for yeah, this. Yeah. Um, it's like an exam. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I don't know the answer to this question. Maybe you will. When did we first meet? Uh, the answer is yes. <laughs> this um, is like a two Ronnie. You know, it really is. <laughs> it is. Um, I, you know, I, I cannot think no. back that far. What must have been in the twentieth century? Must it have been? Uh, yes. Definitely in the twentieth century. Definitely in the century, yeah, in the last century oh, we met. Then my heavens above! Wow, that's a way of thinking of it, isn't it? Yes, but but where and and how and? Uh... Oh well, this wasn't really a meeting, but you know, I've told you this before, but you may not remember when you were at the Longleat Doctor Who celebration. And you were doing lots of announcements, weren't you? I and the, was, yes. And the, in, from a little caravan thing yep. or whatever it was. And the um, the logistics of that event were quite... Uh, it, um, characteristic, <laughs> I think, yes. Yes, they were. And what they hadn't taken into account for sad Doctor Who fans like me, I, I went there and there I was in a tent getting the chance for the first time ever to see the Dalek invasion of Earth of William Hartnell. Oh, gracious. Which, uh, yes, you know, yes, I, well... Never thought there weren't domestic videos, or there were, but you know, yeah. never thought that sort of. I'd ever no. see that. Yeah. So I was trying to watch that in a tent, and of course, you were doing all the announcements that mm-hmm. you were meant to be doing, which kept I couldn't hear interrupting, yeah, interrupting <laughs> what I'd paid my money. To oh see my goodness me! Yeah, not your fault. But anyway, yeah. Well, yeah. and I did, and you started. We heard you doing them as canine, and then yes. after a while, you just did them as a voice. You know, just right. a, a BBC voice you know, your voice my voice yeah. yes and yes. um i went to this i was looking around i was looking at the speakers and i saw the wires going to your this head thing, and i thought he must be <laughs> oh no that person doing it <laughs> yes. and i had no idea what you looked like at that no. point so i, I went, didn't I went and tapped the window <laughs> yeah. and you opened the thing and i said 
can you do something about this noise? You know, can you not keep interrupting? And you were extremely polite, you know, because oh. basically I was telling you to <laughs> shut up. I was hoping you could switch off a speaker that was oh, near the ear. And you would say, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. No, I yes. can't. And I, and I looked at, at the, um, the wires leading from your booth or whatever it was. Yes. And I thought, and I and I actually had a Swiss Army knife on me that had right. a pair of scissors on it, and I seriously considered. Thing <laughs> <laughs> is that awful. Oh, but dear. the only thing that stopped me is that I wasn't quite sure whether or not I'd get an electric shock. Yes, quite. You know? But or... such was my Doctor Who fan determination to watch the Dalek yes. invasion of Earth uninterrupted. <laughs> I nearly committed a crime. Anyway, that's fine. Well, well, well. I'd forgotten all about no, that. It's a lovely it's a... story. <laughs> lovely story. Yes, indeed. Anyway, so we <clears> don't really know when we probably no, met, no, so. but. Uh, okay. Longleat, I do remember yeah. distantly, to say the very least. <laughs> Crazy stuff. And what is tingling your molecules about Big Finish Productions at the moment? My molecules are tingling because Big Finish seems to be expanding at the rate of knots. Um, the sort of... Uh, the, the breadth of what Big Finish is now doing is just incredible. Um, it's becoming absolutely, I think the word canine would have used is seminal. <laughs> um, it's, it's part of the fabric of fandom in, in any event. Yeah. Um, and the, the wonderful thing about Big Finish is that it attracts so many really good voice actors to come and and work for them you know we're sort of knocking at your door saying please 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 we like working with you so much added to which the production standards are so high um, I was talking about this a little bit earlier because when we get uh, CDs mm. back from Big Finish of course the sound picture has then been created and that's something that we don't hear dead as it were in the in the studio when we're recording it and uh, but the pictures on sound are absolutely wonderful because of course they're they're all your pictures they're all in your own head and you can visualize all these characters and it's marvelous uh, and i you know i i could be any shape or anything i could even be a robot dog you know <laughs> it's it's extraordinary <laughs> yes Oh, brilliant. Yeah, they do a fantastic job, the sound designers. Don't they, they do. Yeah, yes, yeah. they do. Um, so you do listen to them from time to time, do you? Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, I don't listen necessarily to anything that I'm featuring heavily in, mm. but um, I, I, yes, I do listen to them. And I have a bookshelf now sort of absolutely chocker with uh, with big finish stuff in it so if anybody wants to come and rob me just <laughs> drop me a note and i'll leave the front door open <laughs> we'll send you some replacements <laughs> um what's tingling your molecules generally in entertainment anything you're watching on the telly or seeing at the cinema or um, theater or I'm anything you like or a book very or... glad well recent telly i'm very glad to see that um Silent Witness is something that I've I've uh, enjoyed watching, um, partly That's because the, the 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 scripts are are so extraordinarily complicated. And this is something all, um, it's it's um, sort pathology. Of, it's and, pathology, and absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It's investigation. The word canine would use is visceral. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. 
Um, but I like Amelia that. Fox in it. That's it? right. Yes, indeed, she's she's very good, very good. She, uh, she's worked for Big Finish. Has she? Yeah, has so, she indeed? Yeah. Oh, uh, is she going to work with Big Finish when? I'm back on it again. Oh, well, uh, well, we can't, should well, bear that in mind. Well, sh- 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 we mustn't tell everybody about <laughs> this. Because it could be a secret deal between us, couldn't yes. it? Shh, no. Shh, no. Anything else? Have been seeing any stuff at the cinema or some theatre? No. The f- I was um, This morning I was talking about... Um, uh, the she, darkest hour. The darkest hour. That's right. Yeah. Which I. Uh, uh, that wasn't tingling. Your that molecules. wasn't tingling. No, okay, no, no, it wasn't a molecule tingler. So I thought. No, I've been busy cooking basically. Um, you do love your food stuff, don't you? I do love my food stuff, and I love my wine stuff, because um, I sort of lecture on wine occasionally. And you've got a book. When, when did your book come out about? That's been around for a while, hasn't it? Oh, the uh, the recipe book's yeah. been out for quite a while, yes. Phantom Films were kind enough to publish that. What's it um, called? Do- Dog's, Dog's Dinners. Dinner. Yeah. Yes, Dog's Dinners. Yes. See what they did there. <laughs> what a highly original title, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think where it came from. But, um, yes. So I, over Christmas I was cooking for seven of us single-handedly right across about five days writing out menus and trying to keep myself in pace with everything <laughs> but at least when you're working in the kitchen it's nice and warm unlike here yes, unlike like here like we're, we're in the si- fridge we're, we're actually sitting in the half dark here in a fridge Somewhere in Ladbrook Grove. <laughs> Toby assures me he's going to get an electrician in next week because oh, we're, we're down. There's just one little light on a stand here. Yes, I feel, I feel like we're just by a candle in a kind of Dickensian way. Yes, but your beard is beautifully lit. Is it? It's oh, the yes. only thing that is in this room. That <laughs> it's all the white hair in it that's showing up. Oh, nice. Well, um, have you got a guilty entertainment secret? You know, like something that you enjoy but feel you shouldn't and not easily can you admit to it <laughs> you know I'm thinking I no? don't, don't think I have you don't like any sort of awful daytime television or reality television no or... I, I watch I do remember watching quite regularly something called pointless oh yes and be absolutely amazed at the stamina of uh, of its presenters, Alexander Armstrong. Oh, yes, and, um, I can't remember the guy with the um, the computer. No, he's too tall. You yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't manage to remember. He's far too tall to be remembered. Um, <laughs> Richard, Richard something. Yes, something or other. Um, <coughs> but uh, yes, I've been watching a bit, and I was once asked to go on to Celebrity. Oh yes, Pointless, which involved so much standing around. I cannot. Oh begin to tell you because of course everything is edited down to yeah yeah to 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 a time slot and uh, i was asked questions about popular culture about which i know very very little indeed and of course was uh, voted out on the first round oh. it was very sad very very sad well, still you had the experience Yes, I yes. did. Yes, I, I did. I was invited <coughs> to go on that, and at the last minute they cancelled me because they realised I was coming from too far away, and they were a bit worried I wouldn't turn up. 
I literally had just walked out of the house really? to go and my agent phoned me and said they've cancelled it they didn't realise you were coming from Dorset dear and they dear. can't they're, they're terrified you won't get there so they well dear oh dear they got Andrew yeah. Hayden Smith instead oh right yes, I don't know whether you no. <laughs> well, you see, it's popular culture. You see, I, I don't understand. You were probably culture. standing next to it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might have been. No, in fact, <clears throat> I remember I was partnered with the girl who was the voice of Sue in Sooty and wow. Sweep or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Goodness. And I'm just thinking think of the other folks who were on there. I think. Uh, with an old Channel 4 chum of mine whose name suddenly disappeared. Um, and uh, John Culshaw was here oh, on there, yeah, probably, yeah, probably. Probably. But it was one for the voice people. They didn't yes. get me, you see. I don't, no, maybe, well, yeah. sure, there you are. It was a Doctor hmm. Who one I was going to do. Ah, but, but, yes, I've uh, heard of but, that. Yeah. It's been running but, for but a while, all the, I think. All that standing around, I... I I did uh, The Weakest Link, which, of course, you oh, did. Indeed, yes. yes. I orchestrated your demise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, the standing around. Yeah, it was endless. We were, and there endless. was nowhere to sit. So no. we were, I remember David Tennant and no. the, the rest of us, we were all sort of like lying on the set because <laughs> there was nothing else we could do. I think at one point someone said, can we not have a chair? And I went, no, you can't. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> and the audience are just sitting there in front of you and you're just sort of reduced yeah. to talking rubbish to the audience to yes. keep them amused. Indeed. And then I realised I knew several people in the audience. That right. People shout out, hello, Nick. I'm like, oh, hello. I didn't know you were anyway. Oh, bless. Well, that's it. Your ordeal is over. Is it? Yeah. Oh, well, that's all right then. Can I, can I get warm? Yeah, yeah goodness. My hand yes. has turned to ice. Oh, yes. Your tiny right. hand is frozen. It will never move from that position. <laughs> oh. Thanks, John. Bless you. Such a gentleman, John. He's a true gent. True gent. Great player. And an icon, a vocal icon as mm. well. There we go. So thank you very much, John, for the interview. Now, time to crack on with the Randomoid Selectatron. Cue that epic music. ready to press the ran button on hannah newman's brilliant site we're in nick and it's the trail of the white worm oh my yeah, goodness good That's f- tom baker yeah. yeah the trail of the white worm by alan barnes of course one of the reasons that this is quite fresh in my mind is that uh, as some of you may know i do uh, announcing for um Radio 4 Extra for their 7th Dimension strand, which is now on the weekends, uh, Saturday and Sunday, 6 o'clock midnight. And at the moment, they are running our first series of Tom Baker episodes, and it was my happy duty to uh, um, announce this story. Ah. So I I was reacquainting myself with it. Uh, it's a great thing, um, you know, uh, we were so excited and still are excited actually doing Tom Baker Adventures, but this was, you know, when we were first doing them. This was released in 2012 and my dear friend Alan Barnes came up with this story set in 1979 and uh, it's twinned with the, the following adventure, the Osidon Adventure. <laughs> anyway, this features Rachel Sterling 
um, who's done loads of brilliant work for us. Sterling work, in fact. Yeah. And Michael Cochran, who's also done loads of sterling work for us, playing fantastic work. And Jeffrey Beavers as the monster. Yeah. Um, thoroughly recommended. Here's the Blooming trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, the fourth Doctor Adventures. The clouds can be read as if they were the tracks of a heavenly animal. There will be no rain here. Not England in the summertime, of course it's going to rain. The Trail of the White Worm. Come, foul creature, come. I say again, has anyone seen a savage? I don't know about you, my dear, but I'm getting fair poop myself watching you running around in circles. You come down out of that tree, Pans people, or you'll mind or I don't make you. I do not know these Pans people, but you should know your dogs have lost the trail. A serpent of any size would most likely kill by constriction, not poison. That, or swallow its prey in one great glump. It's Saturday tea time in 1977 all over again. I didn't direct this story. It was directed by Ken Bentley. We also had Kral's turning up, turning up at the climax of it. Oh, and I've spoiled the cliffhanger ending. Oh, no. With Dan Starkey doing his best Kral voice. It's very good. Just looking mm. now, if you're on the uh, the Big Finish website, um, on the, the page for this, if the behind the scenes is really good. They've got some really nice, nice little interview and a nice picture, which is good. So I always like the, like the little tidbits of uh, information and stuff. Yes, I'm a big uh, one for putting in content in those. Uh, it's, uh, yes, it's, uh, oh yes, it's, uh, what I used to do was uh, get content from Vortex and put it on those pages, the behind pages. I like it. I think you got it, you got to you know, people love it and it's better to have it all up there. Well, I love behind get... the scenes stuff. So that's why I think that um, it's worth having. <clears throat> It's been quite a struggle over the years. There's been, there have been periodic attempts by uh, in big finish meetings to not do the CD extras. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But I always stick to my guns and say, no, 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 we must have it. And they say, well, they're all they're all sort of the same, aren't they? And people saying how nice the lunches are, but they're they're little snapshots, moments in time. Well, that's and, it. And, yeah, and they become more interesting the further back in time they are even if people are saying largely similar things it's quite nice to have a record of you know a particular actor making those observations that's what i think anyway well definitely the trail no, of the white worm completely with you on that one there uh so yeah you can get that uh on the big finish websites uh so enjoy guys and cheers ran for once again just being ran just being brilliant you know, always pull something fun out of the hat. We the, love a bit of rain. I love a bit of rain, I do, I do. <laughs> so yes then, as this podcast grinds to a scratchy vocal halt. Um, don't know what that was. Almost vanishing into a whisper-like Nick's poor little voice. <sighs> time for Nick to see if he can just about muster enough vocal cord vibration to tell us about what's out there now for you to listen to at bigfinish.com. <sighs> Go to the what's new section of the bigfinish.com website. That's my advice. <laughs> uh, the Aliens Among Us Part 3, the incredible finale of the latest Torchwood extravaganza is out there getting great reviews. 
have to get closer to the microphone so you can hear me. <laughs> uh, the War of the Worlds retitled as The Martian Invasion of Earth, starring Richard Armitage, or Richard Armitage, as uh, Benji likes to go. I actually had his, uh, you know, aficionados contacted me on uh, Facebook to say, Richard doesn't mind it when people call him that. People in America call him Armitage all the time. Oh, how funny. Yeah. Oh, I felt, yeah. <clears throat> I'm she, terrible with anybody. said something name. about, no, no. There will be no lawyers getting in touch. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, that's good. It's always astou- astounding when you realise that people actually do listen to us. <laughs> yeah, well, that, there is that. <laughs> anyway, the, yes, The Martian Invasion of Earth is out there. I don't think I've seen any reviews, uh, but we think it's great. I think it's just out, actually, the day we're recording this. I think it's just out today. Probably uh, why you've also... not seen any reviews, then. Well, you know, I'm Die. impatient. <laughs> um as I mentioned last week, uh, Sue Cowley gave it a good review to me in an email. That's good enough for me. Uh, you can also get The Churchill Years, The Oncoming Storm, which is from the first volume, as a free download if you subscribe to our newsletter. Frankly, one of the best ways to find out what's coming up and what all our special offers are, the newsletter, if you subscribe to that. Just have a click on the little red tab on the side of uh, bigfinish.com. It's, um, yeah, you know. It's, it's delightful the news it gives you and there's you know links straight through to trailers and things and special offers for you if you receive the email the email yeah 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 the, the news email what Get am involved. I talking about who am I loads more but those are the headline releases recommended to you this week Thanks, Nick, and well done there with the old vocal cockles. Marvellous stuff. So any moment now, we'll be teasing you with the first 15 minutes of Young Winston, the first adventure on the Churchill Years Volume 2, starring Ian McNeese in the titular role. But first, the trailer. Here is the trailer for this week's podcast. Right, okay, here good-o, we go. Good oh, good oh, good Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, a brand new podcast with me, Nick Briggs, suffering from quite a bad sore throat. Released on the 11th of February, 2018. And it's me here, Benji Clifford, giving you all the wonderful, normal things to expect from a Big Finish trailer. That's right, we have interviews. This week, John Leeson. K9. K9 indeed, old chum. Um, we- I'd love to do the voice, but I don't have the range. K9, <laughs> I don't you. have the range. You Very will good. do next week. We talk uh, latest releases as well with Ghost Walk. That's a main range story. Cicero, um, the, the, the cover will be revealed, not on the podcast because that's on audio, but we tease that a bit again with a clip. And Churchill Years Volume 2 is coming out and the Crowmarsh Experiment. We give you the trailer for that fourth Doctor adventure. And of course, we talk incessantly about the Big Finish originals. We do lots to be excited about, lots of historical facts and even a few facts about caterpillars. There's no... There's so many things in this podcast, you'll probably turn it off. <laughs> it's too full. And there's a 15-minute drama tease of The Churchill Years, Volume 2. That was uh, fair to middling trailer yeah, for yeah. a really rather splendid podcast. Definitely. Get involved. So now, after that trailer, we head back to the 40s, or even before that now with The Churchill Years, Volume 2, Young Winston. November the 30th, 1895 is a date I shall forever remember. Not only was it my 21st birthday, 
It was also the first day on which another man attempted to kill me. He was not a man with whom I had any enmity, either personally or by virtue of nationality. He was, in fact, Cuban, and I was on his territory. Good evening, sir. What would be your pleasure? Oh, uh, uh, G&T? No, um... I have many fine rums. A fine rum, then. You are English? I am, madam. To the core, madam. What brings such a young English soldier to Havana? You have no interest in our local conflict, surely? Contraire, I find it jolly interesting. But yes, we're here in purely a private capacity, hoping to see some action. We? My friend Winnie and I. Uh, please don't call me Winnie outside the mess tent. Oh, sorry. You always call me Reggie, though. Well, you are a Reggie, Reggie, whereas I am ineluctably a Winston. You are hoping to see action? Is that not a little bloodthirsty? Merely a matter of furthering our education. Three years at Sandhurst can teach a man many things, but it cannot show him a real field of conflict. They're a bit thin on the ground, don't you know? Which is all very well for politicians, but slow death to the professional soldier. And Cuba? The only haven of war in this worldwide surfeit of peace. I find it is sad that all my beautiful country offers you is violence and death. Not at all, madam. I have well noted the many attractions of Cuba. Its scenery, its climate, its people. I'm glad. Perhaps when you have sated your need for conflict, you can return and explore her at leisure? <laughs> it would be a pleasure. Our initial stay in Havana was all too brief. Our next stop was Sancti Spiritus, more remote and less appealing, where we were presented to our host, General Valdez. His greeting, though in Spanish, was clearly a warm one. The interpreter clarified that our presence as representatives of a great and friendly power was a valued gesture of moral support. Please express to the General that this is awfully kind of him. Awfully kind. And that we are sure it will be awfully jolly. Awfully jolly. The interpreter looked vaguely baffled, but after a brief pause, rattled off some Spanish that seemed rather longer than my original statement. Clearly my words gained much in translation, as the general looked very pleased. Tomorrow we rode into adventure. A routine was established. We rose before dawn, marched around eight miles with the snaking Spanish column, then broke our fast. All before the hour at which the average British gentleman has slopped off his slippers for the day ahead. For several days there was no sight nor sound of the rebels, until that last morning of November. <sighs> Catching flies, Reggie? Can't get used to this siesta malarkey. My old maiden aunt likes her afternoon nap, but I think I've a few years in me before I... Sorry! 
My goodness! That direction, the rear of the column. It's happening! Winnie, they're firing! At us! Keep your nerve ready. How can they tell who they're shooting at in this mix? I rather doubt they can. Your horse! Is it... Uh... No, no, not mine. Poor devil behind. Oh, yes. Winston? Hmm. That bullet, it passed within a foot of your head. Yes. This, then, was the day I became a man. I was rather annoyed with fate for delivering such a heavy-handed lesson. But that was not the only trick fate had in store. Four years later, Cuba would visit me in London. But before it knocked at my door, it made a stop at another door entirely. Your butler said I should enter? A curious fellow. Are you whom I seek, madam? That remains to be seen. But please, call me Vastra. Madam Vastra. At the point that my narrative begins, the spring before the turn of the last century, my practice at Paternoster Row was well established. I did not often take private commissions, but something about this case had intrigued me. The woman who entered my consulting room was in her early sixties, still striking, beautiful even. How did you come to hear of me, Signora? Carmen. Just Carmen. I do not advertise, and although I am aware I have gained a reputation through word of mouth, I find it hard to believe it has reached Cuba. Since arriving in London, I've sought advice from people I trust. Your name was mentioned often. Others, too. I have heard the tales of Sherlock Holmes, of course. I was also informed of a pathologist and a theatre impresario who explore strange matters... But it is so hard to distinguish truth from fiction. Ah, yes. You have chosen well. You say a friend of yours is in danger. He made enemies once. Dangerous people. Mercenaries. In Cuba? I came into possession of a letter which suggests these men are now in London... The only reason can be that they are in pursuit of my friend. Or, rather, of something he possesses. A uniquely valuable artifact, you mm. said. It was the word uniquely that interested me in your case. Without that, I'm afraid I would have filed it under commonplace. It is unique and highly prized and dangerous in the wrong hands. Are you sure your concern is for your friend? You seem equally worried about the fate of this artifact. Please, I can say no more. I beg you to save this man. 
but ask no more of me. I cannot be involved. Carmen, the mystery you have presented me with is intriguing enough. You don't need to pile more mysteries on top. This friend whom you wish me to protect from his pursuers... He must never know. I hope you don't object to my knowing his name. Churchill. Winston Churchill. Churchill. With that one word, my interest in the case was assured. I had met Lord Randolph, of course, during the affair of the absent abbess, but not his dilettante son. The prospect intrigued me. December 1895. Our appetite for action requited, Reggie and I returned to Havana. Once more, we stayed at the Hotel Hernando, where we were often in the company of the proprietor, Signora Carmen. In her early thirties, the lady combined great beauty with an air of sadness that made her a depressing companion for Reggie, but an intriguing one for me. You seem contemplative this evening, Mr. Churchill. Hmm. Uh, I, I apologize, madam. I was merely entranced by the pearl in your necklace. It's rather stunning and rare, I should imagine. It is. One thing it is not, though, is real. If it were, do you think I would live such a simple lifestyle? A very good point, madam. Please, call me Carmen. Carmen. The Spanish call Cuba the Pearl of the Antilles. I understand why. I think I shall remember you as the Pearl of Cuba. You are too kind. But I fear that name is taken. Taken? You are not aware of the Pearl of Cuba? The Uerfana? I am not. It is the stuff of legends. Yet it was real, as was its owner, Isabel de Bobadilla. It is a very sad story. Tell me. I'm not adverse to sad stories. These were the early days of the Spanish in Cuba. The governor of the island was a man named Hernando de Soto. He was as handsome as Isabel was beautiful, and their love for each other was for the ages. But he had a wandering spirit. In the year of 1539, Hernando left his home and his love to explore new territory in America. Florida, it is said. He left Isabel as governor in his stead. Can you imagine? It shows remarkable faith in the lady. For three years, Isabel scanned the horizon, awaiting the return of her love. At the end of that time, all that returned was news of his death. It is said she followed him within twelve months. A broken heart. A love story to set among the greats. (sighs) You, you say she owned this legendary pearl, the... Uh, Werfana. Mm. It was said to have been found in a shell bed in the Gulf of Panama, not within an oyster, alone. Mm. Alone and waiting, like poor Isabel. I did not know the English were so poetic. <laughs> I don't deny we tend towards the prosaic, but we have our moments... 
The Uerfana was said to be perfect in all respects, but the craftsman who made my replica has also given the world something of great beauty, has he not? Anything less would not be fitting to hang around your neck, madam. Mr. Churchill, you flatter so delicately for one so young. And please, call me Winnie. Four years had passed since the scene I have just recounted. Four years in which my experience of the battlefield had increased to a satisfying degree, but my income rather less so. With impecunity proving more of a social handicap than polo cups, and the subaltern stripes were an advantage, I decided that politics was the game for me. On the Tuesday morning in question, I was expecting an important letter regarding my candidacy. A seat had become vacant in distant Oldham due to the passing of some old duffer. And surely young blood was just what such ossified outposts needed. I presented myself for breakfast in a state of some anticipation. One letter for you, sir. Does it have a seal? Seal? The House of Commons seal. Here, take a look for yourself. The letter was clearly not from Parliament. But my disappointment swiftly turned to intrigue. The paper was cheap, the writing jagged and terse, the contents... What the devil is this? All the envelope contained was a single cigar, cut neatly in half, tied around with a black ribbon. Mr. Winston? I tipped the worrisome contents into the top drawer of my desk, but they were not to be dismissed from my mind's eye so readily. You have a visitor, a lady in a veil. Lady in a veil? Why would I want to see a lady in a veil? No idea, sir, but she wants to see you. Gave me this card. Madame Vastra. The renowned private investigator. Well, I had nothing to occupy me during the wait for the second post, so why not? If she wished to drag me into some intrigue, let her try. The woman who entered my study was tall, dressed largely in black and wearing a heavy veil. I directed her to sit and followed suit. I have heard of you, of course. They call you the great detective. Do they really? How flattering. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. I have nothing to add. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>